0: Hello, small ladies. <laughs> Hello, friends, one and all. Welcome back to Um like Anime. My name's George, and with me, as always...
1: Anime Princess 14. Is that... No, that's my name. Oh, you're Anime Princess
0: 14? Yeah. Do you hail from Rangemorph? Uh, no. <laughs> Where'd you get that idea? Maybe that's your surname? I don't know
1: um well i'm just kidding i'm tony this is
0: tony but without further ado the <laughs> shout out is like bursting at the seams yeah um we we got we have some some great news we 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 got shout outs to uh to dole
1: yeah we got we got a new patron um uh, we kind of touched on this at the end of last episode um uh, but yeah we have a patron who uh patronized us at the uh i don't know is that the right word
0: Um, I I think he's showing his patronage or or their, I I don't know. Um, I'm I'm signing genders. I don't know. They are, they, you know, they have, uh, they're giving patronage.
1: Yes. uh, (laughs) They have pledged at the level of the Duke or Duchess of the patrons, Mm. um, meaning that they get a once a month shout out. Uh, And if you would like a shout out, you can subscribe or, you know, pledge at one of those levels as well. And I mean you could get once a week shout out you could get every episode shout out for just the small small price of fifty dollars a month that's not much right anyway uh we should probably get on to actually shouting out our newest uh patron yes uh, anime princess fourteen as you as you yes uh, i was I was trying to steal the name because I thought it was great <laughs> I
0: want to be anime princess fourteen
1: it's almost as good as vegeta fan sixty nine <laughs> <laughs> who is I not think, who is not a patron by the way so yes you know, no no shout outs for Vegeta fan 69 at this point except yeah so out, except that i've said it twice now yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> i have another i have a whole list of uh people we're not going to shout out uh so if you allow me to uh read from it
1: yeah Vegeta fan 69 as far as i know is just a, a made-up thing uh some youtuber that i watch uh, mm, oh like a
0: joke thing
1: Yes, it's this sort of he does he doesn't do them anymore but he used to do sort of these skits where he would uh be like a ridiculous um shown in anime reviewer basically. Oh, okay. Um like and be ridiculous. The the personality of this uh character that he was playing was pretty much summed up in the name Vegeta Fan 69. So anyway, anyone who gets that reference, good for you. Good job.
0: Good job, and thank you, Anime Princess fourteen. You, uh, du- yes. the Duchess of uh, of I'm like anime at the yeah. moment.
1: I mean, if you had contributed like ten dollars a month more, you could have been a princess. But you know, well, hey, but that's okay. Hey. We're 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 quite happy with where you're at. Yes, I or, mean, this is. In fact, we were actually surprised.
0: Uh, this shatters the, all our previous.
1: That's right, patrons. Yeah. You are you are contributing more yourself than. All of our other patrons put together currently. Yeah, yeah, that's saying yep. a lot.
0: Yep, <laughs> and we we appreciate it. And uh, it uh, for, I, I've been renewed. I'm ready to. Without further ado, let's let's give these fierce anime opinions. <laughs> Very emphatic.
1: Is that what you were expecting? I love it. You're <laughs> that.
0: I mean, it's for anyone that doesn't speak Tony, that right there conveys the utmost. Not only um, respect for our patrons <laughs> and our listeners, but uh, he's, he's raring to go.
1: Yeah, it's, it's sort of like when Tone Loke said, let's do it at the beginning of that one song. Which song was that?
0: Um,
1: <laughs> like anime.
0: Exactly. So uh, why don't we move on and uh, you tell us, uh, we'll kick off this week in anime and you can tell us a little bit about a new show, uh, The Great Jahi will not be defeated
1: the great jahi will not be defeated correct um so this show i'm calling as anime of the season already because um in any list where you're making a list of the best anime of the season the great jahi will not be defeated oh yeah so therefore it must be the best anime of the season right yeah that's canon i'm pretty sure i mean it's right in the (laughs) title um Anyway, no, it's it's cute, and it's funny, and it's got boobs, and uh, yeah, I don't think it... Uh, I think George was worried that they were going to sort of H.E. up the, uh, the underage girl, um, the prepubescent girl, who is the main character, who initially starts out as an older person in the demon realm, and then when she gets transported to the human realm, she ends up being a kid. But she can turn herself back into her normal form with this, you know, mana stone thing she's got or whatever. But, oh, okay.
0: Uh, and when, when she's older, she's scantily clad. But when very she's younger, clad, yeah. which inappropriately young, she has an oversized t-shirt. And Yes. And
1: and the reason for that is is sort of explained in this oh, okay. episode. Nice. Because the clothes that she buys are for her adult-sized self. Because, mm. like, when she goes to work, that's what she wears, you know, is like adult-sized clothes. she, you know, uses her power to turn herself into a normal adult sized person mm-hmm. um, so that she can work a job to pay rent and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. But then when her, you know, when she's not using that power to make herself into a adult sized person, she turns into a child and then she's suddenly wearing oversized shirts. Yeah. Which is, is a yeah.
0: cute, uh, um, I didn't watch this, but I, you were watching it mm-hmm. near me. Um, at last minute catch up, I think. Yeah. And I, uh, yeah, so I saw a little part of it and it, it does seem cute and funny. Um, I wonder if those jokes, um, kind of get repetitive. You know, there's only one episode, but it seemed yeah, like, you know, it's, it's not just, a lot to
1: go on yet, I guess.
0: Yeah. It's just one thing, but uh, it does definitely seem cute and fun, like light, light comedy.
1: Yeah. And it, it looks like it's, yeah, just another slice of life, like, um, Probably not going to get a lot of coverage in the future. That's why I wanted to mention it up front here. It's out, it's available, it's on Crunchyroll, not on Funimation. Hashtag fuck funny. Another um,
0: reason it won't be defeated.
1: Yeah, there you go. If it was on Funimation, it would very easily be defeated <laughs> by Funimation itself.
0: It would just be called The Great Jahi Has Been Defeated.
1: The Great Jahi <laughs> is on Funimation. That's all you need to say. Uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, I don't know what else to really say about that. It's cute. It's funny. It looks all right so far. uh, I'd give it like a six and uh, you know, I'll probably keep watching it. It's uh, you know, as long as it doesn't really go down the H E route too much, which, you know, they're borderline with all the boob jokes and yeah, it seemed, I noticed in the opening credits, like your, your comment about it being sort of an h e show and it looks like it is really potentially an h e sort of show. But yeah, I noticed during the opening credits that every single female character has a uh, large boobs. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I, the one scene I saw in this first episode um, involves the large boobs of one character. And, uh, but it was, it was like mostly it was played for laughs, you know, instead of like making it creepy or weird or, you know, so that's, yeah. I think that's kind of like, you know, if, if it must be in there, um, it's better to go that route of like, you know, just light humor versus like, you know, creepy sexual situations.
1: Yeah. So in the writer's meeting, they were like, Hey, um, we haven't shown a boob shot in like five minutes in this script. So, um, how can we justify it? Oh, I know. We'll just, we'll, we'll put in a little joke so that we can show some boobs. Oh, okay. Oh yes. That works. You
0: reverse engineer the etchiness. Yeah, that's right. All right. That's genius. <laughs> <laughs> how far we've come anime. <laughs> um all right that sounds like uh we can move on from from the jahi and that uh, brings us no to...
1: she won't be defeated george oh
0: so do we have to keep talking
1: about her we're just going to talk about her for oh. the rest of the show apparently uh, <laughs>
0: uh...
1: all right well let's move on
0: <laughs> all right that brings us to uh unfortunately for a funimation show i'll just say it's a dirty word mm-hmm. it's a funimation show and uh, it's called
1: kageki shoujo I mean, I already dropped the the hashtag, uh, so you know.
0: Yeah, but it, it yeah. just you know it keeps rearing its head. Has to be uh, has mm. to be mentioned again, I guess.
1: Yes, every time we mention Funimation. <laughs> so you
0: like this show? Yes. But Funimation's getting in the way of you watching it. Yes. Um, so you're not caught up. You've seen I think you've seen the first two episodes. I don't know if you watched any since last last we spoke. I don't remember. Oh, okay. Um, how many
1: episodes are there now?
0: Oh no, you must've seen, you must've seen the first three. Cause the third episode has that, a very uncomfortable backstory. of oh, I, okay. And then the fourth kind of completes that. Um,
1: oh, right. Um, and I hadn't seen the fourth and now we're on the fifth. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: So is it okay if I spoil things? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I mean, I'm not trying to spoil it for you, but uh, it's kind of hard to talk about it. Uh, some things. Um, but this was set up I think in maybe the second, but probably the third episode. Um, and it wasn't like a main thing, but and I loved how they did it. They kinda sprinkled it in with this, um this character that's in the you know, the troop, the coca troop or I don't know how to say it. K O U K A Coca I no. guess. Is that right?
1: Yeah, you just say the O for a little bit longer. Cool. Yeah, there you
0: go. <laughs> uh so it's the girl that's in the Coca Troop, um, her name is Yamada Ayako, and she. what they set up in, like, episode two or three is that one of the teachers kind of berates her in front of everyone for uh, putting on a little too much weight.
1: Uh, oh, yeah, I remember that. remember that. Yeah. And
0: so, like, even in the covering that, it was just like, you know, you kind of see her intermittently while other things are happening throughout second and third episode, I think, and, and you know, we get a hint that she is... um starving herself, making herself throw up and mm. um and then this starts to affect uh leading into this fifth episode it starts to affect her singing performance. She's often singing too quiet, uh probably you know doesn't have enough energy probably. And there's this other male teacher who is kind of more um you know, more caring and kind of doting, you know, he's kind of looking out for the students more than this other female teacher who had berated her initially. Mm-hmm. Uh and so he starts to take notice of this and he eventually, in this episode, brings it up to that other teacher, and she's like, "Yeah, you know, she's like, no, we have to be harsh with them. Like, they're going to receive a lot of criticism, and like, I'm standing firm on this." But um, he disagrees, and and uh, but we get more and more of her like her struggle with that. She starts to get like blurred vision, like while she's trying to sing and stuff. And there's a scene where she passes out, and I don't know. It's like this show, you know, harking back to that third episode. Um, it's not afraid to get uncomfortable. But mm. it's doing it for, you know, good character reasons and like setting this stuff up like this kind of character is part of the troupe, but she's not one of the main characters, nor has she really had a profound interaction with either of the main characters until this episode. Um, I at mm. one point kind of tries to reach out to her. She kind of sees she kind of walks in her in on her in the bathroom and kind of realizes uh, what's going on. You know, she had been mm. part of an idol group and
1: she probably saw that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So she's trying to give her advice and stuff, but Ayako just took it, you know, wrongly and, just, you know, feeling very, like, her Her character type is very reserved and introverted and already kind of weak in that sense. Um, mm-hmm. And so she's, um, she doesn't take, you know, it's hard for her to take this criticism given everything that's happening. But then we get kind of a backstory with her and her, um, her family's very supportive and her sister, you know, told her, like, that if she were able to get into this troop, because she's wanted to do it since she was young, um, that she would, like, help pay for her school, like, her tuition and stuff. And when she finally made it in, like, her sister, you know, her parents are really happy, but her sister was over the moon for her, like, just crying out of, you know, just tears of of uh, joy and um, pride, you know, for her sister. And so she feels like, you know, she feels all this guilt about, you know, she's thinking about quitting because uh, because of, you know, how terribly things are going um but it ends i won't spoil everything it ends in a more um like she goes through she goes through some stuff uh with that and she kind of comes out uh, feeling better about things and kind of um she gets some support from the other girls but i just love i just love this show like it, it'll go to those those places to to uh, advance the characters and it's good um I, that's really all i want to talk about with it um since you haven't seen it not much to D- uh dive into but uh, i would definitely keep watching it
1: yeah it sounds like they're keeping up the drama which is to be expected i guess
0: yeah yeah, yeah. it's been it's uh, another show where i feel like i'm in good hands uh so mm-hmm. far but yeah so that will bring us to our next show which is uh the aquatope on white sand
1: oh uh, yes another show where i feel like we're in good hands yes i agree yeah. um what happens in this episode let's see so they decide they're gonna set up uh, the touch aquarium oh yes the touch tanks whatever they call them where kids can come in and touch the fish and stuff like that yeah. and uh and uh fuca is assigned to sort of be the person in charge of uh the public part of that what is it what do they call her like a not a presenter I don't remember. Yeah. I
0: forget the word, but yeah, she interact with the kids. So she kind of has to know more about the, the, uh, the fish and the different sea creatures and, mm-hmm. you know, has to be a little more engaging with the kids and. I don't
1: know. Yeah. And at the same time, we start to see that her past as a former idol is starting to come up. Like more people are becoming aware of this and then it, yeah, it all sort of comes to a head in this episode where some, uh, younger people show up and are like, Hey, isn't that that former idol from that idol group or whatever? And she gets all weirded out because she's not a very, she seems to have some social anxiety or something, you know, like her being sort of in a public role like that was not really a comfortable place for her to be anyway. Um, and then this just makes it even worse. But then, uh, yeah, her and Kukuru, you know, have a chat and become better friends. And I don't know
0: yeah well it was interesting, too, especially comparing it to Kageki, which both feature ex idols and them trying to um pick up the pieces from that, because like in this show, this is for um Fuka, this is the first time um she's had to address it like she had told in confidence told kukuru about it mm-hmm. uh, in private, and then during this episode before the you know she's kind of approached by some people that recognize her um um. Cuckoo's friends like at the there's this bar where they go hang out and stuff Mm -hmm. and they kind of like brought it up to her like not around fuka like you know what's going on with that um they didn't want to like you know be presumptive or you know hurt her feelings very very polite
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah she hasn't
0: had someone like recognize her like outright and just point her out um which we saw pretty immediately in Kageki, but this one, mm, she's yeah, escaping it, and like, and she had done a good job at you know kind of insulating herself with these new people, but now it's finally coming around. Um, and yeah, I liked like when they had, like you said, they had uh, her and Kukuru had this moment um, after mm-hmm. that um, when she kind of needed to get away, and they, you know, had to talk about it. Um, they, they both, because they had brought up this theme of like when you're doing the touch pools, when you can touch the sea creatures or the fish or whatever, you kind of, you know, gain a deeper understanding, you know, you, you, by feeling them, you know, you kind of have this connection and yeah. uh, there's some quote unquote knowledge to be had there, you know, by, by sharing that connection. And that's what they end up both doing. Um, cause they, they realize that they don't, really know each other that well and so
1: so they touch each other
0: yeah cuckoo.
1: not in the way that i just made it sound though
0: <laughs> i think fuka grabs Cuckoo's hand and like puts it on her cheek you mm-hmm. know side of her face and then and and then it's reciprocated on the other end and yeah that's a very sweet moment like i mean i definitely thought of like because around the same age and like they don't seem to have a you know they don't have other love interests and so mm. you gotta kind of wonder is this is love blooming but
1: Yeah, is this shoujo eye or is this just uh, friendship? Eh. And I'm fine with either. Could go either way at this point. Yeah, (laughs)
0: because it's always to me, it's always like how they introduce it and 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 um, settle into it. You know, sometimes it just comes off way too strong. Hmm. Um, and it's just kind of like you know, no matter who the relationships between, like I need you to build it up and you know guide me into it. And uh, yeah, I mean, whether it's a friendship or there's something more, like they're doing. They're doing a good job of it. Like it feels very wholesome and and true to, uh, true to their situations. Yeah.
1: All right. Yeah. Let's. anything uh, else on that one? No, I mean the, the, the God, um, doesn't really do anything in this episode. We see her a couple times just sort of lazing about, but yeah, uh, still
0: got the hat, Fuka's hat.
1: Yeah. She's just, she's just kicking it. And that's interesting. She's going to be important at some point. She's got to yeah. be right.
0: There's going to be, yeah, something, some interaction, and yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I'm very curious where that's going because so far it's been played very, um, just like on a simmer. Like it's just it's mm-hmm. there, and it, it, they're letting us know that it's still an element, but uh, hasn't been important necessarily yet.
1: Well, we got a lot of episodes, right? That's true. This is 24, a tw- 24, right? Yeah, I
0: believe so. I have a list here.
1: I think I think it's 24 if I remember yeah, right. Yeah, 24,
0: four yeah. of 24. So.
1: So they got a long time to right. you know. It makes me happy.
0: We got much more Aquatope coming.
1: Makes me happy that it's on, not Funimation.
0: Yes, that is also nice.
1: It's on Crunchyroll, by the way. I was just going to say it makes me happy that it's on Crunchyroll, but that's not the that's not the case. Yeah, that's that's it's not the fact that's that's not that it's not, not on Funimation. Yeah yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, makes a world of difference. Yeah. But segue. Speaking of Funimation. Segue.
1: Speaking of things on Funimation, uh,
0: one of my favorite shows this season, um, Sunny Boy. Mm. We did a we did a um deep dive on it so to speak a spotlight episode on it last week. Yes. Uh, which was fun and I you ha- you hadn't seen the you've only seen the first episode and now we have the third episode out. Yep. And so I was kind of skirting around things um which I can continue to do. Um I just I just really like it. I love like the art style and everything all that stuff we established and it's mm-hmm. still great. Um but I love I just love how the story kind of unfolds. Like they're still doing this thing like with this episode where it starts, and you remember you remember the events of like because each episode ends with like some sort of revelation. Like they they there's a new layer that you know they have more information that and they're therefore we the audience mm. have more information and kind of piecing what's going on together. For anyone that doesn't know, it's it's sort of um, uh, a la the Drifting Classroom by way of um, um, what's that dang thing called <laughs> uh, Lord of the Flies. There we go. Mm. So it's this high school these high school students from this particular Japanese high school who have been transported to another dimension. We don't really know. And there's, um, there's all these layers now, like they have their school with them and they've, they've expanded upon like what's around them. And there's certain rules with this environment that they've learned, but it's like each episode, it kind of starts, it doesn't start like, and that's why I was talking about it's like not so spoon fed, but it doesn't start with, the most natural like picking up from where we left off. It's like a little after that and some stuff has happened and mm. you kind of, you kind of see the character dynamics and who's talking to who and what they're talking about. And it kind of, you know, informs you of like what's going on kind of all comes to fruition. And then you understand what they're trying to do, uh, you know, next. And so it's, yeah, it's been really fun. Like um these characters continue to become more and more, continue to have more and more depth uh, and they feel more uh, lived in. As time goes on um i i already thought there you know had a lot of good stuff going, but um, but yeah, it's really good, it's a really good show that that ending theme is awesome, there's still no opening theme, which is kind of another unique thing about it, where it just mm. dives right in, you know, it just starts oh.
1: they got a lot of stuff to cover, I guess,
0: yes, um, we did learn, I guess I can spoil that that some 'cause these uh some of these characters have like superpowers or these abilities, and we learned in this episode that some of those people had those abilities before the classroom, you know, vanished from or the uh, school vanished. Uh, And one character in particular was like hearing a voice in his head that was kind of prompting him to what was about to happen. And so it's like, okay, interesting. That's another, that was kind of another wrinkle they left us with uh, this episode or it's like, all right, what's going on pre, uh, Mm. pre episode one. So yeah, it's good. I really recommend it. It's kind of like a puzzle box. Um. Not. I. I always thought of Westworld, an HBO show, not anime. Uh. But I always thought of that as kind of a puzzle box, but got a little too complicated for its own good for me personally. Um. But this like has. It feels like like that, but it's a little more grounded. Like, it's not trying to leave you. Um you know, just completely puzzled. (laughs) Uh,
1: (laughs) It's not trying to leave you completely in the dark.
0: Yes. Yeah. There's a guiding.
1: That was supposed to be an allusion to the show. Oh yes. Yes.
0: That's right. That's right. Sometimes you got to just say, screw you dark. Uh, And sometimes you gotta say, screw you Funimation. And so some people don't get to watch the show and that's, uh, that's sad. And I hope that they uh, fix their stuff.
1: Yes, I feel for you, all of the Chromecast users out there who want to watch this show. Yeah, um, and can't. Yeah.
0: But it'll be there waiting for you. Um, as presumably they'll fix it. But uh, that's kind of all I got for Sunny Boy this week, and I guess that'll bring us to Peach Boy Riverside. Uh, Tony. Uh, ah,
1: Peach Boy Riverside. This is episode not four, right? Is it four? Five of 12 is five, what I got. Five, right, but it would be four if one were one, but one was four, and... Anyway, um,
0: yeah, so... Speaking of being puzzled.
1: Yeah, yeah. The the, yeah. the confusion over the episode shuffle is not really in what's going on in the show. It's more about why they really did it, um, which I still don't get. Like, some of the reasons they said was that the manga hadn't concluded yet when they started actually making the show. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that means that They didn't know whether these parts were going to be important and maybe they were going to leave them out. And then once it had concluded, they decided, Oh, we do need to do episode one, but then they decided to put it in as episode four. And I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it's all a bit strange in how they did it, but it has gotten back to the formula that I thought it was going to be, which is basically we start off with them arriving in some town somewhere And, uh, you know, they fight some bad guy and, uh, and then everything's okay. And then they probably do the same thing again next week. Right. Are we back to
0: Sally Frau?
1: Yeah. Sally and Frau. And the, the, the other guy who was introduced in what would have been episode one, um, it seemed like the reason they were introducing him is because he's going to be more important, even though we had seen him before. I don't know. Like he must be more important, but he wasn't in this episode at all. Um, yeah, in this episode, Frau dies. What? Yeah, I mean, it's episode four, so I'm allowed to, or episode five, so I can give spoilers now, right? Yeah, she, uh, she's attacked by this vampire guy that basically just, like, explodes the entire top half of her body.
0: Well, that's rude.
1: Yeah. And then, you know, she goes to heaven and gets sent back, and then we find out that there's something else about Frau that we didn't really know, like um they say that she's not just like a uh hare person or whatever a uh, rabbit person uh it seem honestly it seems like she's probably a demon or something, which doesn't really make sense that she would go to heaven when she died, <laughs> except that she's a good person but she's a demon, but she's disguising herself as this monster for some reason, like if she can just disguise herself as anything, why wouldn't she just disguise herself as a human? I don't know. Anyway. So, so her story is, is more interesting now. Um, Sally is, is kind of just the same, like nothing new there. Okay. Um, the former Oni girl, uh, who is now part of their crew. Um, she's, you know, going through some things about, you know, no longer being an Oni anymore. Um,
0: was this the one that would like turn into a lowly girl if she
1: Yeah, well she is permanently stuck in lowly girl form uh-huh. now. Um, Convenient. Because she she when she was defeated when she lost her horn, she was in lowly girl form because she turns into lowly girl when she uses her power. She used her power to try and defeat this guy, um, the other presumably other main character that we're gonna see more of in the future. Um and then yeah when he he cut off her horn, she was in lowly girl form, and so um yeah, she's just she's a lowly girl for the rest of the show, I guess okay um, but yeah, I don't know, there's interesting things happening is what I'm saying, yeah, um, yeah, like so story revelation stuff, I guess
0: so when Frau died and then she went to heaven and then she came back was that was yeah. that all like in that sequence, like it was just like boom, boom boom, now no. she's back, oh okay.
1: No, uh, Frau died, and then the lowly, uh, Oni girl had a conversation with the person who killed Frau, who was also an Oni, and then, uh, Sally showed up and was gonna kick his butt, um, but then he ends up sort of kicking her butt, and then we see Frau in heaven, and she gets sent back, and then she grows these big, giant bat wing, demon wing things, and. Half of her body's covered with like black stuff or whatever. Okay. And then she kills the, the Oni vampire guy.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, huh. cool.
1: So yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. And like they, you know, Sally and, and even uh carrot carrot is the, uh the former Oni girl. Okay. That's what they call her is. Carrot. Okay. Um, I'm not sure why they call her carrot actually. <laughs> it was probably explained in one of the other episodes and I just you know, missed it. Or maybe it hasn't been explained yet because that episode is going to be episode 14 of this season or something. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Right. Um, but yeah. And uh, so yes, her companions don't really know what's going on, what happened, why she's like this, but, uh, they, she passes out after she kills the the demon guy and then they carry her back to the, the inn that they're staying at. And, uh, I guess maybe we'll hear more about it next episode or maybe episode 14. Who knows?
0: All right. (laughs) Sounds good. Well, I'm glad at least it got back on track with stuff you were, you know, more interested in. Yeah. That's good.
1: Oh, and the octopus thing was explained in this episode, by the way. Oh, really?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was nothing weird or sexual or anything. Okay. It was just a a flashback for Sally that we saw because she goes to another market and someone offers her an octopus and so then we get the flashback of what actually happened. Um, her father, who's a, a king because she's a princess, um, not anime princess 14, but a princess. Mm. Um, anyway, her father like brings this octopus back to the kingdom to show people because it's apparently a unique thing. And uh, she gets too close to it and it grabs onto her and uh, freaks her out. And yeah. then so now when she sees an octopus, she freaks out. Oh, okay. That's it. Totally innocent
0: and it was always portrayed that way <laughs> <laughs> hey it's your dirty mind that made it dirty oh fair enough anime had no faults <laughs> um anime in general i mean all right well that's cool i i, I like that they you know they explain that at least was kind of yeah kind of needed to be
1: yeah i i mean i i don't know it's it's a weird thing to I don't know why it exists in this show, but maybe Mm. it'll make sense in the future. Perhaps, yeah, I'll be curious. Or uh, in the past, who knows, (laughs) with this show.
0: Uh, All right, well, that that brings us to our next show to talk about, which is My Hero Academia.
1: Mm.
0: Not on Funimation, it's on Crunchyroll. Well, it's actually on both. It's also on Funimation, yeah. Yeah, but you got options. Yeah. Um, This one kind of... Picks up from where we left off last week, which uh, was a, I think we both enjoyed a nice drama-filled episode with Endeavor Mm, and um, his family. They had a sort of a family dinner with uh, Deku and uh, uh, Bakugo invited, Mm -hmm. and it got kind of awkward for them. But then they leave there, and it turns out there's this villain from Endeavor's past uh, who, coincidentally, that night is uh kind of kind of canvassing his house and follows his uh eldest son um seems to be older than Shoto anyway um kind of kidnaps him and and it um basically sets up like an opportunity for uh, Shoto, Bakugo, Midoriya to kind of show their stuff after they've been training with the I mean there's more to it like it you know of, of advancing the drama of Endeavor and and the relationship with his, with his kids and stuff, but mm-hmm. but uh, ultimately it also you know segued that it's like oh they've learned stuff and they're ready to right do do something I don't know
1: <laughs> yeah um, yeah it's fine it's I don't know this show this story in general is just like it's not delivering on its promise about being the story of how. Midoriya becomes the number one hero. Maybe a little bit in this one, like with the yeah. fight at the end, but
0: yeah. Cause he uses his, his now second quirk to, uh, yeah, that's true. To he save does. some, some people in, in this, uh, um, fight they have uh, trying to save.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I guess he's got that going for him. So yeah, know, they're not... eventually he'll get all of the quirks down and, uh, and then he'll be the number one hero. Right. Yeah. seems cool. like a good pathway for him. don't even need to watch the show anymore. I already know what's going to happen. <laughs>
0: um yeah i guess that's uh i guess that's most of it um i I like the endeavor family drama stuff i don't know like Mm -hmm. like this doesn't i mean it puts a button on it to a certain extent it's not like everything's resolved but um because the way it's the way it's ending now is like endeavor is like all right i'm gonna get a new house for you guys because clearly you're being targeted because i'm the number one hero right which i'm just now thinking about this uh, and I'm just going to stay here. So,
1: well, but a little bit of that. My impression of it was that at least a little bit of that was that uh, their mother was going to be coming home. Yes. Soon, and putting her back in that same house would probably not be good for her mental state. That's true. So, part of it was to get her into a different place where. Yeah. Yeah. She'd this be makes more comfortable.
0: sense. But then also, like, it seemed like a lot of the um, the kids' issues, especially Shoto's brother. Um, part of the issue seems to be that Endeavor hasn't been around, you know, like has been absent and like, not really like a part of the family. Like, yeah. And, but now his, his, you know, resolution, he's kind of forced into a corner, I guess, but he's like, all right, well, I'm going to distance myself from you guys again, but this time it's for a noble reason.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's kind of, kind of weird, but I don't know. So,
0: yeah, it's, I, I'm just curious where it's going. Like it's, it's been entertaining. And like you said last week, I was more positive on it and you were like, Yeah, it was good. It reminded me that, you know, the show should be a lot better. And Yeah. <laughs> uh and you're not wrong. You're not wrong. But uh, hopefully, you know, we'll we'll keep getting uh, getting something or or not. And uh I'll start reading the manga and then mm. and talk about that instead.
1: But that might be the better way to go.
0: It might, yeah. I'm I more and more I'm leaning that way. We have another show. It's kind of rounding out. Uh, we don't. We don't have any more episodes left. It's to your eternity holdover from last uh, season, hmm. uh, and that's our next show to talk about.
1: All right. Episode
0: you- sixteen of twenty.
1: Yes. So, uh, in this episode, we get a little bit more. We see a little bit more of uh, of, of Fushi as uh, Perona, I guess. Right. Uh. Yeah. And is- and using her ability to fight to, you know, help him win the tournament basically. And we also get quite a bit about uh Tonari. Ten-
0: yeah, we kind of get her backstory a little bit, you know, some of it. Yeah. And
1: uh and then well, we I guess
0: we also didn't establish I don't think you were fully caught up last week, but the episode prior to this, uh, Fushi ends up getting regained you know, beating the knockers. With right. the help of uh Tanari and these other, you know, people that are in this on this prison island. Yeah, For some yeah. I, I they...
1: watched both of those episodes back to back, so maybe I'm uh, oh, Okay, lumped in together. Yeah.
0: The only important thing I think from that episode is that he uh they beat the knockers, which like beat in quotes. I'm guessing they'll just be back at some point. Um but uh the important part is that he got back March and uh yeah. Oniguma mm-hmm. and
1: I think that's it. Had he lost anything else? Uh Gugu didn't he lose? Oh no, he lost Gugu at the beginning of the fight. Oh, that's he was right. In Gugu yeah. Form or whatever. So it was like
0: a like lost and then immediately got back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, so that's cool. He at least has like, you know, it wasn't that them beating the knockers. I was just like, okay, like good job, I guess. Yeah. But it wasn't that emotional or that impactful to me, but it was like okay, got march back, got Oniguma. that um got all your stuff, you know, all your forms back, and that leads into this uh, current episode where he's to do the final Colosseum battle.
1: Oh, yes. Okay, yeah. that's where this episode starts then.
0: Yeah, and before that, I think he sneaks into where Pioran is being held captive oh, yeah. and just kind of assures her that, you know, I'm just going to go do this Coliseum battle. I'm just going to then... go
1: win this tournament, and then I'll be king of the island, and I can get you out of here. Don't worry about it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, and so you think, like, oh, yeah, he's, a, you know, Fushi's immortal, and he's mm-hmm. won all the Coliseum battles
1: so far, so this will be a cinch. Yeah. But twist. <laughs> His opponent in the final is, I don't remember her name.
0: I wrote it down. <laughs> I wrote it down. I'm going to blow your mind here after I consult my notes. Hayase is her name.
1: Hayase. Who, you will remember, is the uh, woman who basically kidnapped them way back in like the second arc. Yes. Um, well, kidnapped Perona and I guess... Fushi, as well. Yeah. Sort of kidnapped Fushi. Yeah. He just followed along. But, yeah. It wasn't uh, per- that hard. Too, kidnapped right? Prona and March. And, uh, yeah. Well, but- she was
0: originally trying to sacrifice March. Right. Due yeah, to that's this village, true. uh, uh, yeah, some sort of, um, you know, their customs or whatever. Yeah. But, uh, that all goes awry because Fushi gets involved. And then, yeah. So then she learns Fushi's immortal. She just kidnaps all of them. And then they break free. But then she ends up killing March. Mm-hmm. And, uh, And yeah. And And then now
1: she's Fushi's opponent in uh, this final battle. And, uh, it's revealed, I guess it's probably after the fight, which, uh, Fushi doesn't win. Um, (gasps) spoilers. And we're allowed to do spoilers. We're episode. What of what? I know. Yeah, no, we're (laughs) fine. We're fine. Um, but it's, yeah, it's revealed. I think after the battle is when it's revealed that she's the one that, uh, Got per- um not Perona, got uh, Tonari to put him yes. and Piaron on the boat. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And there's also a scene like a couple episodes ago where Fushi was sleeping and some mysterious hooded lady uh, just like licks him for some reason. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then we see in the preview for the next episode after this one uh, where she licks him again out on the face. Mm. She's a licker.
1: Yeah, and she's wearing that same hood. And, like, we've seen her around, like, wearing the hood. We didn't really know who it was for sure, but...
0: And then supposedly she admits to killing Perona as well. Yeah. When he, you know, he inexplicably gains Perona's, you know, um, form. Right. Um, And she
1: says, you're welcome. Yeah. I did that for you.
0: (laughs) Uh, Prego. Prego. (laughs) Prego. Uh, And so, so seemingly it's, you know, she, she has a, she has a chip on her shoulder for Fushi getting away. I don't know why she killed Perona. I mean, just cause they got away. She has to unfinished business. Sort of,
1: sort of seemed like just to piss Fushi off.
0: It's like she's, yeah. But then she, I mean, he gained her form. So it's, you know, it only really helped him in a way. I mean.
1: Yeah. I mean, it did help him, I guess, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what her game is, really.
0: Yeah, I mean, I know, I know she's into the, you know, him is Im- immortality. Like, she, she has some sort of, we don't know what, but she has plans for that, or you know, got stars in her eyes. Um, yeah. so I'm curious. Yeah, I mean, it's like we only have four left, I think, right? Yeah, so it's like, all right, so something with this, and it, we've kind of been in a, in a lull. Um. I don't know if you agree, but the last, uh, ever since the last, uh, emotional arc kind of rounded out.
1: Yeah. This whole, this whole Island arc thing is like, eh, it's, it's pretty mediocre.
0: Yeah. Kind of dragging its feet. Like, what are we doing?
1: I feel like, I don't know. It's, it's weird. I was thinking about it. Like why, why did they extend the season to 20 episodes just to cover this arc? Uh, like, it doesn't make sense because, or maybe, I don't know, maybe it does make sense because you don't want to start a season on this arc because, yeah, I don't know, yeah. And
0: I imagine they're just trying to get how, to where it's going to end, like something with Hayase and Fushi and and, and uh, Tanari's going to come try to save him. And yeah. uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, but I imagine, like, there's some finale they're just trying to get to. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> yeah, it sort of feels like they were trying to, you know, give us an emotional connection to Tanari. Not that they did a real strong job yeah. with that, but um, that probably means that she's going to die, I guess, if we're supposed to have an emotional connection to her. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where this thing's going. Uh, I just hope it, you know, I hope it knows and it figures it out soon. Me too. Yeah.
0: So we only have three more shows to talk about. But we need to wrap up this episode. So I don't know what do you say? We just do a rapid fire quick thought. All right. Move on. Because I think these the way it's structured now, these shows we don't have a lot to say about anyway. Yeah. What do we got? Uh first one for me is uh Eda Ten. Uh Ten uh, Deities No Only Peace, uh on Crunchyroll. Um I'd, this this uh I was less into this episode than the previous two. And so it's on the chopping block for me, and so I'm gonna give it a fourth. It wasn't offensive or awful, but it was just really middling and boring. Uh, so, uh, so I'm gonna give it a fourth, and we'll see. So that's really all I got to say.
1: Yeah, that's sort of how I felt about it from the beginning, but I don't yeah, know. Uh, yeah.
0: And I, and I, and I I even admitted to myself that I probably drop it eventually, but I just had to see a little more.
1: It looks cool, like yeah visually and that cool. and
0: hearing the opening and ending again um mm-hmm. like yeah that's good It's good yeah, stuff it's good music uh and then remake our life would be the next one
1: uh remake our life yes I, I i'm still enjoying this it's still got that you know art school film school vibe thing going on this one's a little more focused on one of the characters um who is a singer and sort of her um getting the opportunity to sing and there's a whole maid cafe thing going on too, but that's not really that important anyway. Um, yeah, it's, it, there's not a lot to say about it. No important story developments, uh, but, uh, I'm still enjoying it. That's mm-hmm. about all, that's about all I have to say.
0: Okay. More to come later with that. I imagine. And then, uh, rounding us out, it's Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid S. Uh, I like this show. S. S-
1: Second season. Sloshed.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> It's a funny show. It has pervy elements, some of which um, I ignore, and uh, it weigh- it weighs the good outweighs the bad. Um, but that being said, it's a light comedy, so there's not much to say. Um, I'll have better thoughts uh, at the end. But uh,
1: but yeah, wait, I want to dive into this more. Um, it has pervy elements, some of which you ignore. Yes. So the other. Some you don't ignore them. Well, some are, yeah, some are more like. Some funny. you enjoy.
0: Some are funny or like. more You enjoy hearty.
1: the perviness. Yeah,
0: some of some of some <laughs> of the perviness works uh, better than That's, others. I just
1: wanted you to say that. That's all.
0: <laughs> like, ah, oh, stop again. Like, there's one character who's like clearly an adult aged, who has just this, this affection for this young boy, and she's constantly mm-hmm. being inappropriate, and it's like. I roll my eyes every time they're on screen because they just uh, make the same joke over and over. Uh, uh so stuff like that. Um, other stuff where it's more heartfelt and, and innocent, but it's heartfelt perviness. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know.
1: I do know actually.
0: <laughs> but uh but yeah, that's uh, that's all we got, man.
1: All right. Um yeah. Are there shows that we didn't get to because I didn't watch them?
0: There's just one, The Drugstore in Another World.
1: Oh yeah, I just didn't get to this one this week. Not that I was going to have much to say about it anyway. It's it's a cute show. Like I I'll say the exact same thing I would have said had I watched it. It's a cute show. There's not really anything to say. It's, you know, your standard slice of life. Uh cute things happen. Um yeah. That's the show. Ba boom. I don't know what else I'll say about it for the rest of the season. I'll let you know if anything important happens, but for now it's like, eh, whatever. It's not really worth talking about, I guess. Okay. But, uh, yeah, so that's going to do it for this episode of the Like anime podcast. Uh, you can find us on all the social medias. Uh, you know, those things where you're social on the medias with the internets and the computers and you know, you kids know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Anyway, you can find us at Unlike um, Anime. That's U M-L-I-K-E-A-N-I-M-E. On all of those places. Um, and uh, Yeah, one more shout out to our, our patron, um what was it? Princess
0: Anime Princess 14. Anime Princess 14. The yes. Duchess.
1: Yes, the Duchess of the Patrons. Um, yeah, thank you so much. And you know, if you want to be a patron too, same thing, Unlike um, Anime, uh, patreon.com slash anime. You can find us there. Uh, what else do I want to say uh, if you take a notion to do so you could go to any number of the places where you uh, rate uh, podcasts and you know just give us a rating leave a comment something like that that'd be super awesome uh, if any of you want to do that um, and if you don't that's fine too we'll get by. bye peace